I think I might. I don't know. I might. I don't want to wipe the computer, but I think I might have to wipe the computer. You know what I mean? I do know. Unfortunately, yes, I do. Hopefully not recently for either of you, but. Sometimes you just don't know what's happening, and the only way to make it stop is to uh, start over. Trying Hunter EX5. You can, I mean, you can see where you are. We were gamers, episode 363. Is it trying Hunter EX5? Andrew, let me tell you, I tried it. The answer is no. Okay, Uh, I have Scarecrow and Zonta uh, and mm -hmm. Uni. That's my five star roster for Hunters. Yeah, uh, I have more than than mine. I have more than that. And let me tell you, no. Okay. I have have Christians and Hanit. And uh, they didn't help. <laughs> uh, not not wow. sure they did help. They did help. Uh, Kirstis's bow debuff helped a lot. Uh, but you need mm-hmm. more than that to get through EX5. You need some uh, some skill. And I don't have any of that. So no. No, we're not doing that. Put a pin in um, that. Come back to me later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Sounds good. <laughs> extra, extra, however many number of those things, you know, Get some gold orbs, get some, get that bow, I guess. I don't know what the heck else you get in that thing. There's not a lot of good stuff in that. Hey, you only need one of those bows. You really only need one. Yeah. Did you get, you did one. You get one before? I didn't. I I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. So you good then. Yeah. Uh, gold, gold and silver orbs it is. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, I got a bunch of nuts. Why not? Get some nuts, yeah. get some orbs. Because you get a bunch of them from doing the tower. Also true. It's one of the rewards for clearing the tower floors, so kind of meh. All right. So, uh, yeah, hey, folks, we're back. It's We Were Gamers, episode 363. Uh, you already heard Michael and Andrew on there. How are we doing this week, guys? Yay. Doing all right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. It's off yeah. to start. Uh-huh. Uh, I really have to start off. this off. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> we are here, unlike Andy Blazeball. Oh, we talk, talked about uh, start, that. We, start. we we talked about be, talked about that on this show before. How I was a fan, and he was a, a non-zero level of fan. I would say, uh, uh, non. Yeah, I mean, I was a uh, yeah, active and I was a fan. I played. Yeah. You yeah, enjoyed but, it, but I fell off. I think a lot faster than uh, you did because once they started doing the reset and they had the rotating on off like. The game is on. The game is not on. The game is on. The game is not on. I really, well, were, that's when it fell hard for me. Well, they were supposedly testing stuff for when they come back. And then they came back and then they uncame back because everyone said <laughs> it sucked and they were right. And then they decided, you know what? Actually, nah. And then they folded up shop and no more baseball. Yep. As of well, a few weeks ago now, we have, we've yeah. been slow in responding to it because it's kind of been sad, but like, they posted a thing where they said it's officially dead. It's too much money, not enough return, way too many hours, too many hires. All the things are wrong with this. The The equation is completely upside down. We can't do this anymore. Sorry. And uh, the, the sadder news that came with that was layoffs. Yeah. Ooh. They're undoubtedly right. Yeah. I mean, they they see the books and we don't, but... 
it is sure. sad that they never really got to start whatever their plan was for season three. And, you know, they, they never got the apps out, man. I really wish they had at least gotten the app out so that people could have tried it and seen if it was awesome. Because it might have been sweet if the app worked, right? But Yeah, sure. Why not? Never got there, right? Who knows? So pour yeah. one out for Blaze Ball, know. folks. Maybe the fan community will pick it up. I'm sure that they would release the IP for that to them. Maybe. I don't know. There is a, like something they might do. There definitely is a very dedicated fan community. So I hope that uh, for those folks that they get it. But yeah, I'm uh, not going to not going to do that. Yeah. You know, but, it's just it just was sad that like such a I think it was a victim of COVID. Right. Like totally became was, popular right, it, right then. It was people a are huge back phenomenon. Yep, huge phenomenon yeah. as people were stuck inside and was super fun during that time. And like, man, some of the craziest stuff that ever happened. Like I was logging into <laughs> ball on my phone <laughs> to watch a squid talk to me while we were at a bar because I heard something crazy was happening. Right. <laughs> like, right. That was cool. Yeah. You know, had yeah. a JRPG boss um, fight, all that kind of stuff. Very cool. It, it, it the genie came out of that bottle real fast uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm glad it did but yeah it's no, you can't replicate it oh, lightning well. in a bottle as they say uh so a lot of cool stuff been going on guys we got to talk about this there y'all saw michael the biggest news coming out of this nintendo Oh yeah, big time. Oh, Nintendo. They said they said it would never happen, JJ. You uh, said Prime it would four. never happen. JJ. Prime no. 4. Oh no, Andy, no. oh no. But happy 6th oh, anniversary ooh. to the announcement of Prime 4. Prime. Oh, <laughs> Doing the little Rodney no. Dangerfield hot under the collar thing. Uh, oh no. Um, yeah, not not that though. Um but I did say that I was skeptical that this would happen and they they can't believe they actually did it, Michael. What they, are they, came for, they came for the doubters, and we are getting a remake of the classic Super Mario RPG. The Legend of the Seven Stars. Why are we ignoring the Seven Stars? <laughs> Give is it this, full credit where credit is due. <laughs> is this slant? Like, what's the reverse of, like, I don't know what this is. This is, like throwing trash on the name of the super mario rpg the legend of the seven stars keep that subtitle honor it <laughs> did they, did yeah. they are they going to keep it i didn't see the news for that. i don't know honestly it just right. said like well super uh, mario rpg so remaster e- as what i saw right <laughs> did the ebay price for super nintendo smrpg carts drop immediately overnight i don't know i feel like it could have jumped because people decided oh i need to play this uh, folks, that one is on the SNES Classic. Maybe I was gonna say maybe on oh, Wii U. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, anymore. no, it's dead. It's just on the SNES Classic subscription. Then, yeah, yep, that's it. Yeah, or no, 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 no. I mean okay. the the physical SNES Classic box. The, the no, mini it's got to also Nintendo. be on the Switch. Hold on, uh-uh. I've got my Switch. No, it is you, not on the continue. Switch Online thing. It's not on there. I know. Continue. Uh-oh, People looked, man. It's it's not there. <laughs> No, um, don't make me sad. I don't want to. How not much there, do bro. I have to pay for this? It's going to be like $80. Uh, probably yeah, 60 60 bucks. It's already up for pre-order on all the places. Yeah. Okay. So full remake, remaster. What are they talking about doing here? So 
So I suppose it's unclear. They're calling it a remake. Uh Oh, they are calling it a remake, which lends the possibility that they change stuff. But the screens that they have shown have been pretty faithful to what that stuff was. And to the point that some of the high res images of like sprites, like they showed like, hey, this is the old sprite. And like, look at this one now in high res. And you like look at it and you're like, oh, my God. There were references in this old sprite that none of us could see because it was too small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Like, like the, the pixel art had like a little pixel, like three or four pixels that was a little guy. But you couldn't see the little guy. It just looked like a little like smudge on the side of the thing. And in the high res art, it's hmm. a little guy. And you're like, oh, my God, that's a, you know, some other Square Enix property that's not part of this game. Huh. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, crazy. A lot, yeah, a lot it's of definitely not on looks... there. There you go. Yep. So Super Mario uh, World it's... is on there three times, which I mean, pretty good game. So sure. Uh, the so, so the a lot of the footage and stuff focused on, you, you know, look at how great these graphics look as we brought them forward, but the fact that they're showing off those little details makes me hopeful that they're going to like truly embrace the spirit of that game and not mess with it too too much i think they are since a lot of the a lot of the shots from the the trailer that they released at least things that aren't obviously cut scenes seemed like they were a lot of shot for shot from the original game just with you know totally overhauled textures and graphics and sprites i really don't remember this game that well wonder if I played it. I don't know. That's oh, a great one. I'm trying to think of Super Mario RPG. I know I've watched a lot of gameplay of it, right? Um, like, it's been speedrun. It's been a thing that I've seen played before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember anybody that I played SNES with at the time having it. I had a lot of Super Mario World mm-hmm. and other Super Mario. And I... Never got it. So, did you know a bunch of people? I with know the FF3 game three or six. I had three, FF three slash and other people I know had yeah FF three. Other people I know had FF three. So, okay, maybe that's why. I was just curious. It, it maybe that's why. It it definitely was one of those like this game was all over Nintendo Power all the time kind of games. Yeah, and it was <laughs> not clear how much of that was this game is popular versus Nintendo power wants you to buy this game. <laughs> sure. Sure. I I just uh, remember also like FF six or three or whatever you want to call it. Um, just being the one, right. It was like the first one, one of like everybody said you had to play this RPG. And I wonder if that was why I got that one and I didn't get the other one. I don't know. Yeah, hmm. maybe. Hmm. I definitely, uh, I personally have never beaten the game, right? I've played chunks of it, you know, in pieces here, but I don't know that I've ever actually gone all the way through. Yeah, so this is one that I've, I have played through multiple times. Uh, both originally on the SNES and since then on emulators. So this is one that How I'm very compare- here. 
I mean, how does it compare to like the classic RPGs at that time? I mean, unique and because it's a Miyamoto connected game or most yeah, like super was, square. It's definitely unique because it's not the it doesn't it doesn't aspire to that sort of um, sweeping opera feel that you get from a lot of the RPGs and JRPGs of the time. It was a lot more <laughs> um, like it was a lot more humorous. There was a lot more tongue in cheek going on. It poked fun at a lot of the Mario tropes uh, in oh, really? different ways, you know, either either outright poking fun at them or um, t- sort of turning them on their head uh, in a lot of clever ways. So it was definitely it's it was its own game. It was different from uh, from a lot of the typical fare at the time. How much of that game oh. do you think we can credit for what happens in like Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and those other 3DS games, right? Like they have the active combat and all that stuff. I think a lot of I have the combat, especially I think a lot of it draws from this as its inspiration because the the timing of button pressing to increase the damage of your attacks or reduce the incoming damage is all straight out of SMRPG. Right. That stuff is like something I totally associate with that game. And then the lineage of all those 3DS games or DS games also. Um, I Yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to update this with stuff from those oh. in that, like, change the way that stuff works, right? Yeah, they can't, right? They can't. They there's there's at least one addition I saw to the uh, to the battle mechanic. There was a a percentage wheel that they showed on the screen and some of the fight shots that seemed to be counting up to a hundred percent, and that definitely wasn't in the original. So they've made some tweaks. Hmm. I mean, you know, Square Enix can do remasters well. Look at that Final Fantasy VII remake. Or sorry. Remake, remaster, remake. They can, yeah. right? The Final Fantasy VII remake is very. Oh, good. I. Yeah, no, it's uh, the only question on a remake uh, of this game specifically would be whether or not having these two companies try to remake it together forces a problem, right? Like, uh, does that mean that they have to get along on every decision? Does it did. Did Nintendo just say Square? Go ahead, remake it. We don't. We don't care how you do it. Just do whatever. It, I, I uh, get the feeling the second thing more than the industry, first thing, so. but you know, it's <laughs> hard, hopefully, hard to know. Yeah, to know. Square, remake it for us, and we'll slap our logo on it. We won't sue you for using Mario mm-hmm. if you do this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, could be. Well, like well, it's uh, exciting anyway. Yeah, super exciting. Uh, Michael, hit us with some of the other highlights from that Nintendo Direct, because there was more. That wasn't the only thing. Yeah, so that wasn't the only... Uh, I feel uh, like it is the only... That wasn't even the only Mario. (laughs) Wrong! Um, We're getting a new... They ended the Direct by announcing that we're getting a new 2D Mario uh, called Super Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, which looks like several of the... uh, 2D Super Mario Brothers that they released on the, the Wii and the Wii U. So the same sort of side-scrolling, uh, platforming. Um, I think they, they're introducing the, the multiplayer, Andy. So if you missed the, uh, the fun that was trying to get four people in sync on a side-scrolling 2D game, it's back for you. 
No. Yeah. So uh, uh get ready for some uh <laughs> get ready for some fun new powers uh and some of the classic 2D Mario nostalgia. Yeah, so I as I I saw that trailer for that what what do they call it? Wonder, right? Yeah, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Is this like Mario doing drugs? <laughs> That's that Paper f- Mario. That flower talks, dude. That's like a hallmark psychedelic thing, right? I mean, how many inanimate objects have talked in past Mario games? How many mushrooms talking does stars and galaxies? <laughs> Mar- Mar- Mario oh. uh, talked to a hat all of the last game that he was in, I think. Right? You take this mushroom and all of a sudden the ground starts getting crazy. Things start wiggling like the flowers are talking. You turn into an elephant. <laughs> this really seems like a Mario <laughs> trip game, dude. I, how was this not the first thing that came to everyone's mind? Like, I, this I mean, is what I'm asking. It's not Super Mario Brothers 2. We're not quite at that level. I don't know. Are oh. we like the flowers are talking, The turning into an elephant? That's pretty crazy. It's up there. Daisy is in it? Yeah. yeah what's, wrong, what's wrong with Daisy being in it? Oh, it's just uh, throwing shade at Nintendo for having excluded women for so long. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I thought you were saying the opposite. I was like, I don't see the problem. No, I think it's rad that Daisy is in it. I can't believe it took him this long. Yeah. I think the, uh, uh, the change to Daisy's character from that movie uh, is a real boon to their develop their like character development department like <laughs> hey look look what daisy's allowed to be now she was in this way in the in the movie so now you can use her as something else in these games you know good choices gonna definitely say it's I my know opinion what that's about. certainly i'm nodding my head and agreeing oh did you not see the movie haven't 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 seen that movie Oh, she's a free-spirited princess, kind of like a Disney pr- princess situation, but like the newer Disney princesses. Got it. Okay. Okay. Did neither what, of you was... see the Mario movie? No. Look, that game looks Did cool. Did we talk about me seeing the Mario movie? <laughs> I just feel like... I, I, think, I think you brought it up, yes, but I think that's... The number you one thing. That's your opinion. The number one thing I'm happiest about, it's not new Super Mario Brothers. That makes me so happy. Oh. Yeah. They learned their lesson and just okay. dropped it. Yeah, I was in a, did you not play those games? I did. I, I played most of those games. I, I am I was so sick by the end of that line of games of the like pa da 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 da, da pa like all the little like all the flowers dancing at once in the same background. I was so over that art style. I'm just happy they're doing something new and different and weird. Like, please <laughs> give me all the weird stuff. That's okay. It's an interesting design space to have taken over now um, that they don't have a Mario maker anymore. They're just like, I oh, will do it ourselves. Yeah, great. That's yeah, what people not? liked about Mario, right? Like the weird, crazy stuff they'd get up to. That's cool. I mean, that was 3D World to some extent, too, right? Where, like, they had all these weird gimmicks that would only show up in, like, a level or two, and then there was it, you know? Yeah, on to the next gimmick, I just, right? I, I wondered if they were, like, too afraid, thinking that 2D games wouldn't sell, 
and now you've got this like huge crop of independent 2D-ish games, 2.5D games, right? Andrew, no. I guarantee you some dude in a suit in a meeting at some point was like, this is a 2D game, it's not going to sell. 100% someone said that, right? And then someone is like, look at this elephant. And people are like, damn, he's right, that elephant. We got to make this game. <laughs> I hope people pointed, pointed at things like uh, Hollow Knight and Ori, and even if you want to come in-house, the new Metroid 2D and said, hey, there are people out here who still love and are playing 2D games. And you can make, like, cool you art cool 3d art in 2d games and it's still cool like you could push the graphics that way and it's not just a yeah. oh it's like a boring 2d game yeah this one and i think i, I wonder that this one's two and a half because there was a scene where one of the characters like showed up in the foreground on a different uh a different depth from the donkey rest of the kong island tropical freeze my guys there you go <laughs> Do you guys play I that wonder game? where the I want to see. Oh, yeah, yeah uh-huh. I like it. It's absolutely that, right? They're just like, hey, that game was pretty good. Let's steal all that. And you're like, yeah, please. <laughs> it's one of those games I like to play, but I'll probably never beat just because it's like, oh, that was cute. That was oh, a good half hour. I'll do something be- else now. Beating that game is a chore. Let me tell you, I tried to play it co-op with my roommate at the time, like way back when. Oh, my God, that game is hard. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, those levels, some of those levels get rough. <laughs> Oh man. Well, I wonder I want to see the spreadsheet inside like Nintendo headquarters. They've got a big board, I'm sure, and like it felt like for years they were trying to separate games into genres like oh, well, uh, you know, Zelda doesn't have 2D action anymore. It's got to be more like it can only be like a, a ocarina or wind waker like that style of game and super mario bros are now our like 3d exploration game and uh you know we'll use metroid or somebody else mm. to do 2d action and we'll do kirby as like brawlers now and we'll do you know uh, the la- latest kirby was a 3d game too though right like uh-huh i think that's where he's going though right is that oh, okay. they're starting Sorry. to blend they're starting to blur it's, the lines between yeah, what things are allowed like, to be. Who, who is super mad that their old flowchart is now just sort of a gigantic funnel of like, sell games, I don't know. I mean, me, who doesn't want every game to be an open world game, I'm mad. But like, you know, 2D Mario is not going to end up as an open world game. But if it turns into a Metroidvania, will I complain? No, I will be very excited, right? Like, <laughs> they won't do that. They won't. But if it did, oh, my God. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, there's a chance. Yeah, there's, as long as everything you doesn't go in, as long as everything doesn't go in the same direction, I'm totally happy with things going in different directions than what's expected. Totally. And I think, you know... It, We've had, like, one of the all-time great 3D Mario games in Odyssey, right? Like, that game spoiled us, dude. That game was oh, so good. I don't know how you top it. And exactly. And <laughs> Nintendo so doesn't know either. Don't, you don't try. Exactly. You put different first. Let it marinate for another five more years and make this 2D game and make, you know, get all the crazy... Look at all those Mario Maker levels. Be like, okay, most of these were really terrible, but <laughs> there's a few that have some cool ideas and take those and then put them in levels with other cool stuff that you're coming up with and 
Dude. Game. What if there's like the normal game for kids, right? Like the 2D, hey, here's a 2D Mario. Enjoy this. And then uh, you beat it and it's just got the Kaizo button at the end. Oh, are you talking about uh, Champions Road from Super Mario 3D World, which is literally that? <laughs> or Rainbow Road from Super Mario World way back when? Uh, yeah, but like for every level. I Look, I would love where they just take every single level and there's like the Celeste B side, right? <laughs> or yep. D side or exactly. C side or whatever. Like, yeah, up to exactly. exactly. Yes. You flip it over and like every jump needs two extra pi- pixels. Every enemy is like mm-hmm. more annoyingly placed. They put a they put a block all- right there where you jump normally, so that you hit it and you fall to death, <laughs> right? Like it's if they just all did the that, down. if they did that, just like if the, if Nintendo did that, I think this would become one of the most beloved games they've ever made. They absolutely five hundred percent will not, and I will love to be wrong, but they are <laughs> not doing that. But it would be so amazing. Okay, so you heard it, Nintendo. You want to sell billions of copies? Make it a super easy game that all of a sudden midway through turns into a Metroidvania and at no, the this end is the, has B-sides. This is the thing. Don't make it. Don't make it so that you have to beat the whole damn game to get the good levels. Yes. Right. Beat the world. Uh-huh, make sure. the world, the previous world eat hard or whatever. Don't make the people have to play eight worlds no. and eight, or whatever wor- number of worlds of terrible levels that are just boring. And to be fair, that's not true. They're terrible. They're not terrible. They're fun. But easy levels right and then you get to the end and then all of a sudden it's like here's your one hard course guys dark side of the moon and you're like okay but what if the whole game <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so let anyway let's see if they do it i would love it to be true they're not going to but i would love it that would be so great yeah so there's there's one more thing that's uh that comes out of this there's there's a lot of good news so go look up everything that came out of this direct but there is one piece of news that hits close to home for this podcast that I think we need to talk about. Yes. So, uh, Andy, what, what if the next time? Bullets. What if the next time we get together, you and JJ and I can sit down on the couch and all play Vampire Survivors together? I want to go to there. You will soon be able to. Couch co-op I want, Vampire I want Survivors, baby, let's go. <laughs> I want. I want to go to there. Yeah, so this I don't think anybody saw saw this coming. Um but yeah, they announced Vampire Survivors is coming to Switch in August. Um and it'll have couch co-op with <laughs> up to four players. It couch also co-op. Sounds- I don't know how that's going to work. What if you run off the side of the screen? Don't that's know. a good question. I don't know how they're going to how they're going to rein you in. But uh it does look like it is coming to other platforms as well. So you want to have four players on your Steam Deck somehow. <laughs> Maybe you can try to do that. Okay. I don't I don't get how that's going to work, but I'm happy to try. They've definitely shown, like, you know, the couple videos in the trailer are just, like, multiple people running around on the same screen, right? But they don't explain what you do when one of them runs off. Maybe they it's just don't let you. It's got to be bounded right? to a particular person. Either that or it does the thing where um, you you split off into your own little corner of the map. That would be cool. No. Right. So the map, the mm-hmm. map is all dynamic screen. Hey, man, Lego Lego did dynamic split screen. I feel like vampire survivors can handle it <laughs> in terms of the 
the graphics cost uh, can, quote unquote yeah can the car can the hardware handle it was going to be my response immediately to that question it's still vampire survivors so you hope so but i guess question mark you know yeah it's PC a lot with. of sprites it's a lot of sprites for a switch yeah not wrong yeah very cool i think that that was a completely left field change cool it sounds that, like a, uh it gets announced by nintendo also yeah absolutely right like a big stage to get that game on that's like very cool yeah good for them totally hey um speaking Maybe of good for them understand things. uh yeah question mark on that one <laughs> but uh speaking of good for them uh there was one of those uh demo weekends going on uh for steam I think actually it might still be going. I'm not sure how long it goes for. Uh, is this the the Steam Next Fest? Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, I took advantage of this to play a game that I think Michael has also touched. Uh, and there was a demo out for Sea of Stars. Have we, did we talk about it on this podcast before? Yeah, people out there should go back and Briefly. listen to episode 347. All right. Whoa, we did research. Shout, I guarantee you didn't out. remember that off the top of your head. No, I, I looked that one up. Uh, so people can check that out. Uh, but I have now put hands on it. And I think, Michael, did you play the demo also? I did. I played I played my way through it. Man, that no, game let me, is... <laughs> let me ask you off the bat, JJ. Did you play it as it is? Or did you turn the, the difficulty slider way down to just enjoy the story? Uh, <laughs> uh, was there... What difficulty slider? Uh, there was a... Um, so I'm trying to remember. It was either a toggle in one of the menus, or there was an item that was hidden. Um, maybe at the there was a shop, a hidden shop under the dock in the town that you were in that you could find, and they sold an item, and that so might think, have had the. I think that item had the the extra boss behind it. I didn't do that. That is one thing I know that I didn't do. But there were also items in my inventory that gate that implied that they would do things like make the combat easier for me and i did not use those okay yeah that that's what i'm what i'm thinking of is is the uh, stuff that's already in your inventory yeah so i okay. did not i did not use those uh but so i did played, beat the demo and the it was same. not that tough so you know for those out there worried about the combat difficulty it was fine uh i was pretty uh, proud that I, I got pretty good at bouncing that boomerang though i was like I was grooving, man. It uh, it starts to get fast. Yeah. It ends eventually, did you know? Yeah, if you hit it enough times, it'll stop. It, it just stops. Like, I, I was hitting it good. It just stopped. It was me. I was good. I felt pretty proud when I got to do that a few times. How was the, uh, the thing that weirds me out the most, the on-map turn-based combat? How did you, did you like it? Did, you, did it annoy you? It felt really good. You know, Andrew, it's a lot like um, Secret of Mana. It's yep. really what it felt like. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, it's on map, but really it's like... Or Chrono Trigger. Yeah, Chrono Trigger-like, very much, right? You walk into the enemy, everyone spreads out in a position on the map that you're already on, and then you guys fight in a turn-based manner. And in fact, Chrono Trigger was something I was going to bring up in relation to this game's graphics. This game looks like people looked at Chrono Trigger and were like, damn, that game is really good. 
what if we did all this but in 4K? <laughs> ah, that's yeah. how the art feels to me. It is so beautiful running on my 1440p monitor. Oh my god! Like it just <laughs> is the the crispest lines, the most beautiful looking everything. It's so nice. I was astounded by looking at this art. It was so so good. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for this one. I uh it's got some cool mechanics, some things that I didn't expect from it. Um the JJ, did you have at any point in the combat, did you have a character get knocked out? All the time. Okay. So you <laughs> you know you learned about the auto revive mechanic. Yeah, it's uh so Andy, there's a there's an auto revive mechanic in this. Um I I assume that you'll be able to get uh, a skill or well there is a skill. There is a skill in in one of the characters that will revive a fallen ally, but also if you wait long enough, they'll recover on their own from being knocked out and a portion of their health will refill and they're just back in the fight. How how did you end up using that to your advantage, JJ? Uh, you can just have one person die every round if you just like, you know, don't let your other people die. Then that guy gets back <laughs> up and you don't have to heal him anymore. You just keep keep using the damage. Rounds? It wasn't that many. It was like two, maybe two or three. Yeah, it, okay. it's not it's long enough that the battle will be continuing, especially if you're fighting like a group, a large group of monsters or something. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely felt like, hey, this is really sweet and I can abuse this to never have to spend turns healing my guys <laughs> until I'm out of combat Auto and then Phoenix I can heal down. back to full. Yeah. Yeah. Or make sure this guy is down when the boss throws out his big attack. He takes no damage because he's already down and oh, he's back up the next turn. Exactly. Don't don't waste the person's turn healing the other guy who's low. Just let him die. He'll come back in a couple rounds. Then you can, you know, heal him up at that point or use a heal all because everyone will need healing at that point. Something like that. Very fun. I think COTC, COTC has really skewed my healing perspectives. It's like either all healing or heal all. Like all, all everyone uh, doesn't get healed at all ever because we need to just burn or uh, all healing all the time. You know? Uh, you could say that in all RPGs, healing spells are a waste of time, right? You should just be killing the bad guys 100% and yeah mm -hmm. more damage COTC is better has, offense COTC is the best has, defense exactly yes yeah. but uh michael did you know there was a place you could go stand on the overworld and listen to a uh mitsuoda uh or sorry mitsuda track on the that was you know one of the ones that he was guest composing oh i missed that no when you finally get to the overworld and the overworld is very chrono trigger like again i was talking about the chrono trigger influence on this game Oh, yeah, uh, tiny sprite mm -hmm. on the tiny map. little sprite big map that's very cute beautiful it has like yeah, all sorts tiny, of tiny little it. town next to you yep yep, yep. Uh, if you go to the left like there's a big like series of pools and you mm -hmm. stand there and you try to go in it's like hey you can't go in here but if you stand at this spot you can listen to one of the the track for this area that you can't listen that you can't go to but hey this was done by Mitsuda and here it is like and you just stand there and you'll listen to it that's cool Pops up a little text box from the developers. Very cool. Man, hey, I'm going to... Uh, this game is going to make you want to play on like a... You'll want to play on a huge screen because it's going to look very pretty. 
like I, looking at every screen of this, you're like, oh man, I want to see the detail and all these sprites and everything else. Yeah. But like also part of me wants to like play it on a Game Boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of the things I think about this art style though is because the lines are so clean and stuff, I bet on small screens it still looks really good. I well, Yeah, I would bet, right? Like, yeah. What, what's it, it coming to, do you know? Uh, I think it's coming to everything. I could pull out my backer survey and double check. It, it's definitely on Steam. That's where I played the demo. It's definitely coming to Switch. I believe that's where Michael played the demo. Yep. I don't know what else. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. The only bad thing I have to say about this is they're releasing Uh-oh. so close to Baldur's Gate 3. Oh. That you think is... it's the same crowd? It's bad no. for you. No, it's bad. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's bad for me personally. <laughs> but I don't think Michael's not a huge Baldur's Gator. I am not, so I'm no. But I'm I, all I, in on this one. I want to play this so bad, <laughs> and I'm going to be denied because <laughs> I want to play Baldur's Gate so bad. <laughs> also, there's a Trails game coming out this year, Michael. Did you know that? I did know that. That's I'm coming pretty out sure in like I have it. Uh, a, a week. No, that is uh, One Trails into now? Reverie. Yeah, 7th of July. You guys, yeah. you can't be caught up. There's no way. There's too many of these games. I'm no, caught I'm, up. I'm still way behind. I'm caught up. But, but slowly I, catching up. But yeah, Michael there's is, another one coming out in a week. Good Lord. Yeah. I could probably uh, get caught up if I played games other than COTC. Michael, but I'm not Andy, don't Because I like don't. making fun of the... Don't, don't, number don't number one, you won't do that. Number two, don't lie to yourself. You ain't got that time. I'm not gonna. Don't yeah, don't, don't, don't do time. that. Don't don't do that. Even if you played on your deck, which you could actually play all these games on your deck, I'm pretty confident. Uh, that's not gonna happen, man. Come on. There's like 300 hours plus of JRPG in there. That's not happening. Okay. It's, but I know. 802 hours on this other game. <laughs> Okay. Well, you could yeah. definitely get to the Cold Steel games with that amount of time. I'm not going to do it. Let's be honest. Yeah. We're all being real. I got FF7 Remake to play still. Whew. That's like 80 hours at least. Yep. Uh, all right. While we're being real, uh, hey. Honesty is the best policy. Andy, what's up with Spider-Man? Uh, the realist. Dude, it's the realest real. movie I've seen in a long time. Which which Spider Man is this? The newest one? Across the Spider Verse. I okay. went and saw it. I um, am a huge fan of Into the Spider Verse. Should I see this movie? Hands down, no question. You should have already seen this movie. Uh, it's too late because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I should is what you're saying. Uh, the opening is amazing and poetic and really flips the first movie on its head. And then midway through, they're like, mm, maybe not. Think, think about it again. Uh, I don't want to spoil the ending. So I won't, but Good God. Uh, 
it's really there's a lot to say that's that's spoiler related but both okay. of you need to see it and i well let, let's dodge the spoilers and talk about the something that i really really liked about that first movie is the art good the art got an upgrade uh it actually unfortunately made the news because um they talked about the insane amount of hours and time um that movie took to make the first one uh, or? but it is the second the one, one the, uh, second. the first one took a, the first one took a ton of work it's been what four or five years since the first one yeah it's a long time um, so it's been four or five years to make this one and the hours were more by a lot and you can see why they go a lot of places as you might know already um, but more than that, I think what impressed me most about it is that they took to heart the idea that people really loved that they, they took stewardship of an, of a style of an art style in that first movie and really made it their own. They didn't try to horn or shoehorn in like artistic poses into their animation that was just standardized animation. They took the entire screen image to make beautiful pictures. And this time around, they really turned that dial until it snapped off. The there are characters goes to 11 situation. Yeah. Um, there are backgrounds that fade away when a character is talking sometimes into just the colors that were there before. And you don't notice it until halfway through the most pointed part of what they're talking about. And you're like, this character is now isolated on the screen in what used to be a background, but is now a painting. That's cool. Yeah. That is definitely one of it those is... like amazing touches that you don't notice. And then you watch it again a second time. And you're like just clapping the entire time. The, the bad guy. Uh, do you want to know a little bit about the bad guy or no? It won't bother me, but, you know, I defer to Michael. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, so the bad guy's name is Spot. And um, his, as you can guess, his character then is like a spotted. This is like a spotted design. It looks like a Dalmatian. Kind of, yeah. Um, but the spots are like this living, moving thing. And the way, and the only reason I wanted to mention it is because the way they treated the the spots versus the rest of the image, it's like this weird liquid ink that is moving around as if it's not connected to the movie at all. It still looks like it's embedded in the character, but something about the the inkiness they gave it, the sheen they gave it makes it look wrong, which actually adds to the character on purpose, I think because his character is supposed to kind of be wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he's voiced by Jason Schwartzman, which sounds odd to mention because he kind of starts out as a joke, right? And you hear the voice and you're like, ha it's Jason Schwartzman. This kid's, this is, this guy's a joke, right? Um, and even the music, oh my God, did you guys, I mean, we all, I think appreciated the music in the first one, right? Oh, I, I have, I watched the first one very recently. I legitimately love the music in that movie. It's good. Um, I think his name, 
his well aside from the like tracks which they actually put real effort into unlike most people like remember that willow we talked about willow and they were just doing like earworms you know mm-hmm. like uh canon ken and i were really lamenting that they were just picking tracks even though they really didn't fit at all even if you wanted to pick tracks from the 80s because you wanted 80s earworms you could have picked better tracks you know yeah. um so that you know they hit pick rap and hip hop and other styles that really reflect the movie just like they did the first time around and people wrote songs for the movie and it, they're really reflective like they were first time around but like this Daniel Pemberton guy who popped up in like 2015 making Ridley Scott movies and then he did I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse also really um developed a new soundscape for this that is it takes the idea of themes and really changes what people use them for. Like if you listen to John Williams movies, themes are interlaid in like almost every piece, right? You um, might say late motifs. Mm-hmm. You sure, might yeah, say that. Yeah, you could I, say I'll pull that. that. I pulled you out a big word. <laughs> um, he inverts some of them to use later in the movie that he uses at the beginning. He uses some that you think sound heroic at the beginning and all of a sudden sound sinister at the end, even though they haven't changed just amazing stuff. And, and some of them, he, he takes a joke at the beginning that he uses for that spot guy. It's like, this guy is a joke, right? So his theme is whistling. And over the course of the movie, the whistling changes to violins. And all of a sudden, he's not a joke anymore just by listening to the music. He woke up and chose violins. It's very creative. Actually, I, I don't want to get into that. Podcast. That joke is just not. I cannot. Andy, you cannot let that joke abide. That just is too much. <laughs> Truly truly a dad joke <laughs> you are a father so he's he's in, a, in the way he's in i mean he's in that world and those types of jokes i feel like come naturally to him you know it's the musician the musician in him can't can't not i can't, I can't let it lie no yeah yeah i i salute you sir but also Damn you. <laughs> I I truly uh wish a lot of things about the movie uh that I could lament that are not bad that are movie related not uh making the movie related. There are amazing things to say about it. There uh if you thought the animation choreography or whatever you want to call it of of the design of fights was good in the first one. They're really going to turn you on your head in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, story. Uh, so that first one was maybe for teens. This one is probably for like late teens. There's a lot of like stuff that's not for kids in terms of like life stuff. You know? Okay. People figuring out who they are aside from their parents, I'll say. 
and parents, you know, it's really good for parents too. There's a lot of the movie that's for parents about like, how do you let your kids be kids when they're not doing things they're supposed to be doing? You know, how do you let your kids become adults? It's a lot of, um, I think Ken would be able to speak better on it, but like Spider-Man started out seems like as the, like, how do you create a hero project a little bit? Right. What are all the things that make a hero? How do we become the hero? It seems like always every Spider-Man movie is like, how do I become a better hero? Even if he's already a hero. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, this definitely tracks into the, like, uh, what happens when heroes make mistakes territory instead, which is, um, good territory for Miles Morales because he broke all the Spider-Man stereotypes to begin with. There's definitely one of those. Um, I mean, the first movie was all about, you know, expectations and meeting and living up to expectations for you and your life and all that sort of stuff. Right. And mm -hmm. I think the second movie couldn't help but follow that theme of living up to the expectations of itself. Right. That movie was widely lauded as like, oh, my God, this is one of the best pieces of animation in you know, a decade, multiple decades, right? This is one of the best movies in years, right? People said that. I Maybe we said that. I think Could've I said up. maybe the best animated movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I would believe it. And, you know, that's, that's lofty expectations. How do you live up to that? And, and then, you know, Spider-Man being a famously neurotic character, how could he not have issues with, that and himself and you know dealing with the fallout of the stuff that happens to him in that movie it can't not be it it sounds like a compelling movie already there right and i don't even know what the second movie's about yeah it's it just seems yeah, like i would smart. i would avoid it as much as you can avoid the plot as much as you can oh i've, I've honestly been staying away from anything about it because it's high on my list but i was gonna say it, it feels like smart storytelling to say you know, what if what if the next step is just the character growing up? And what if we let the movie just kind of grow up with him rather than trying to catch the same the same magic twice? What if we just let it sort of breathe and become its own thing? Oh, and it's, it's interesting. JJ's point is very prescient once you watch the movie talking about how the movie not only physically in the storytelling relates to the first movie, but like what the characters say about what happened in the first movie really lets you in on what they feel about. Well, you know, everything's not always perfect. Even the things we make, right? Like even if you think what we made was perfect, look at the, all these mistakes. Yeah. yeah. You'll find it in there if you're looking. And that's, you know, and that's life too. And that was a lot of the message of that first movie. You know, you sometimes just have to believe that you can do it. And that's just how it is, right? You don't, there's no one to tell you you're ready or no one to tell you it'll be good. You just have to believe. And that's, that was a big message in that first movie. So like I said, I, I am very interested in seeing that movie. I'll probably get around to doing it. I just don't know when. If Same. you, if you caught those messages in the first one, you really do need to see the second one. And, uh, I, I watched it. Talk like, about it. Two days ago. 
<laughs> no, no, I'm saying the the new one. You really, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm just telling you, it was easy to pick up the themes when I watched it two days ago. I don't have to remember. It was like I just I saw it. I know. So, I walked out of this and thought. I walked out of this and thought, man, I want to watch that again, but I kind of don't want to right now. I should go home and watch Into the Spider Verse, but I kind of don't want to because it'll make me want to watch this again. <laughs> yeah, vicious cycle. It's horrible. There are worse cycles, I guess. Uh, All right. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I do want to shout out one quick thing here as we're getting ready to end. Uh, I finally finished the game. I saw credits. We're done with Pathfinder. Let me now. guess. I don't have to talk about it anymore. Uh, of course it was Pathfinder. Yeah, it was. Sorry. How did it wrap up? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, man. Whew. Uh, um, you know, here's what I'll say about the ending of that game. They answered nearly all the questions I had, and I'm shocked that that's true. Why did they have to do all of that work in the last hour of the game instead of maybe answering some of them along the way for the other 120 hours that I played? (laughs) But it is surprising that they did answer all those questions. (laughs) That sounds like, I was going to say, just on a side, that sounds like Aiden. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, uh, well, but Aiden, Aiden, Aiden's half a game, really. It's like a tease for a different game, though, right? Aiden's half a game, and they forced you to do all those side quests if you wanted to, like, kind of figure out the game a little bit more. But, like, you didn't have to make the game as long as it was, right? Like, you could have you could have made it a lot shorter and you wouldn't have felt that way. I suspect. I think. uh, uh, if I so I got uh, I got an end, I got I saw two different endings in this game. If I had not seen the second harder to get ending, I think I would have a lot lower opinion of the final results of this game. That shouldn't happen. I was going to say that does it a disservice. Yeah, I can't believe. Firstly, uh, folks, anyone out there playing this game, use a guide. <laughs> Just do it. Don't even question it. Just go on there and look it up and do it from the beginning because some of the stuff you need to do in order to achieve this ending is some of the most inane bullshit I have ever heard of existing in a video game. Wow. Went straight to the B. Andy, there is a choice you make within the first 10 seconds of playing the game that affects your ending. No. And they don't tell you, and you have no, no way of knowing. Only with hindsight so, could you possibly know. I don't want to put and too much of a negative then. spin on. I don't want to put too much of a negative spin on not having the same ending, like letting games change the ending, because I think it's kind of unique. But the endings you should be so far flung and unique from each other that like if you talk to somebody else you'd be like so how'd the game end for you you'd be like what how did that happen right not like i think i missed out on 10 percent of the information that would have made me happy so i i think the thing here is you would get that if you didn't know about this like secret ending i think you wouldn't have this problem right if it was you would just be like well that's kind of weird they didn't wrap up all this other weird stuff but okay like I had a sweet time. I ascended to godhood and like became an angel and murdered everyone, all the bad guys, or I turned into a devil and like took over hell. And like those are wildly divergent endings and interesting from that way. 
But the, the secret ending explains a whole bunch of stuff throughout the whole game that's been going on that you didn't realize until you get to that point. But you can't get to that point unless you already knew that was the end point, right? It requires you to have like foreknowledge, which is the most BS thing I've ever encountered in a game. Like if I had, if I didn't have the guide, it would have been impossible. There literally is no possible chance that you could ever have done it. And that really sucked, which is sad because otherwise I liked that game. And again, like I said, I'm impressed. It ties up all the loose ends in that secret ending. Really, really impressive. They did that. But also, how could you possibly know to get there without mm -hmm. having, you know, again, the foreknowledge of looking at the guide or something just really crazy. Um. You know, those kinds of games go, go way off the rails at the end. You're just like, I'm fighting abyssal lords that own their own planes. I'm fighting the literal concept of fate. Things like, you know, JRPG type stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you're just fair. way, way just weird RPG ending stuff. You're fighting God. You're, you're fighting the concept of destiny. You're fighting, you know, like all that kind of stuff. You're really way off the end uh, there. And it's cool and fun. Um, but yeah, that the ending really got me annoyed. Um, which is sad because I think people need to see that ending because the ending is cool and like you know tells you why a bunch of stuff was happening throughout the game. Um, but yay, we're done. <laughs> yay, yeah, we made it. And uh, if people Michael, where make could it, people? Uh... Yeah, oh, thank you. Dang, <laughs> Michael. People can get at us. Where uh, could people? Our... <laughs> All right, we're going to do this one more time. <laughs> Once more from the top. <laughs> I wonder if I've had a bad delay today or something, because it seems like there's been a little bit of a delay when I talk. Hard to know. Maybe there's more lag than usual. If people want to tell Andy how much delay there is, Michael, <laughs> where can they go? Oh, I'll find out in the recording. <laughs> they can write to us at podcast at wewergamers.com. Uh, we love receiving email. We'll collect up a bunch of them and have an email episode uh, like we just did recently. Uh, we got so, more yeah, to cover. Right we got more to cover from that email episode. It's coming up soon, folks. Yeah, keep it. Keep right it in on. And oh tell yeah, us, there's uh, there's a there's a bunch. Yeah. Write in and tell us what your favorite part of the Nintendo Direct was. Oh yeah, that's a good way to go. Yeah. It better be Vampire Survivors. I mean, was there other news? And if. And uh, if they want to see us on YouTube, we're at youtube.com slash at we were gamers. And on social media at we were gamers, find us on all those places. Okay. Okay. Lemon squeezy. All right. Later, dudes. Uh huh. So we should record a thing right now that says, and we'll be off next week. Uh, for holidays. Yeah, hooray. And, uh, yeah, hey, 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 America, we're going to be out next week, just like you should be. Go enjoy the sunshine. Touch some grass. Happy birthday. <laughs> I hope I didn't laugh too loud over that, because I actually want to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't hear you. I heard JJ mostly. <laughs> <laughs>